Yeah, so the main benefit of smart meter is that it can lower your electricity retail bill. And as you, as we all know, we've seen significant increases in electricity prices over the last eight to ten years. The smart meter opens up a lot of opportunities for energy companies, and particularly this kind of emerging ecosystem of energy tech startups in Australia. Today, we're talking to Dr. Sangeetha Chandrasekharan and Dr. Jathan Sadowski. The electricity sector is changing alongside the rise of digital technologies. And in an attempt to keep up with peak load demand in our cities, managing climate change with renewable technologies, and ensuring prices remain competitive. The home is the key site, and the smart meter is the key technology for managing the transformations of this large social infrastructure. Sangeetha and Jathan are going to help us understand who is driving these changes, the types of change that's being introduced, and who stands to benefit from it. First up, we hear from Dr. Jathan Sadowski, postdoctoral fellow in the School of Architecture, Design and Planning here at the University of Sydney. Australia is in the grips of an energy crisis. What the Energy Security Board and the federal government calls this this trilemma, this energy trilemma around uh, issues of affordability, reliability, and emissions. So energy policy is trying to figure out how can the energy sector change and transform in order to tackle this energy trilemma while also kind of modernizing the energy sector, moving it away from potentially and hopefully away from fossil fuels towards more solar energy and other renewables, um, while also very much kind of beating this discourse around things like consumer empowerment, the power of choice, as well as making the energy network itself, so the kind of the transmission lines and the substations and all of that more transparent. So there's more information, more data, more knowledge about what's actually happening in the energy sector, infrastructure-wise. And in that way, it makes it easier to manage those electrons and govern those electrons. Um, which is very Smart meters are one key technology for governing the energy trilemma. The fact that access to electricity is increasingly expensive, it's increasingly unreliable, and it's dirty, contributing to Australia's growing greenhouse gas emissions. But there's a gulf between what smart meters promise and what they actually deliver for electricity consumers, for those trying to manage the energy trilemma, and for those new corporate actors hoping to get rich quick on the backs of these emerging technologies and the data they produce. So my name is Sangeetha Chandrasekharan, and I teach and research in the School of Geography at the University of Melbourne. And I am also Deputy Director of the Melbourne Sustainable Society Institute. At its very simplest, smart meters record electricity usage and can be remotely read by energy utilities. And how does that differ to a, from a dumb meter? So it's really the remote communications that distinguishes older style meters from these new so-called smart meters. Previously, you'd probably know you had your what's called an accumulation meter on your property and someone would actually have to come around once every three months and read the figures on that meter. So now energy retailers and distributors, so they're the networks, 
have very fine-grained, granular information about how you're using energy, when you're using it, and this is all a product of the sophisticated remote communications that's enabled by these so-called smart meters. Having said that, there is no such thing as a standard smart meter. Some smart meters are um, smarter than others. It really depends on the services enabled by the smart meters, and that has a lot to do with the deployment of smart meters and how the smart meter rollout is structured. So that's what a smart meter is, but what does a smart meter do? You know, no pun intended, but more power over how we manage electricity. Um, and so things like smart meters are really critical for that. You know, old style meters that might get read, uh, you know, maybe once a month, probably once a quarter, even once a year. Um, that's a very aggregate form of data about how an individual household is using its electricity. And that's really important for the retailer to then charge you for that electricity, but doesn't really tell us much about how that electricity is being used um, and when it's being used and in what way it's being used. Um, and so something like a smart meter or advanced meters a core device, but it's not a very large or complex device. It doesn't involve, you know, ripping up all of the wires and reinstalling or, or renovating all of the transmission lines. It's just swapping out your meter that's in your meter box with a different meter. And this smart meter can then provide much more fine detailed, nitty gritty data. Sometimes, you know, reading data use at the, at the seconds interval about those questions of when and how and, and, and where energy is being used. And then that will then allow potentially and hopefully for the energy networks, allow them to better maintain things like peak capacity. And this is how a smart meter might impact you and your home. So smart meters arguably give you more control over how you use energy when you use it. And um, it also gives you opportunities to use new technologies such as solar panels. If you are equipped with a smart meter, you can also have an in-home display that tells you exactly how much you're using and when. It can give you a flashing red light when you're paying a peak price for electricity. It can tell you when the electricity price is low. And this can enable both behavior change. It can also allow you to get new technologies into your home. And the other thing that it does, which is really important, is that it enables you to look at the tariffs that you're currently on and with the right kind of comparison website, compare your usage currently to what other tariffs in the retail market and you can decide whether you would be better off switching retailers. And that's really where the benefits arise. So that's the promise. Yeah. What about the reality? The reality is compromised by a few things. Um, Sangeetha's research studies two different rollouts of smart meters in Australia. In Victoria, there was a kind of gold-plated socialist smart meter system, a compulsory, universal, government-authorised and network-led rollout of high-functionality smart meters. These smart meters were very smart indeed, and importantly, everyone in the state got one. Right now, there's a nearly national rollout of smart metering by the AEMC, or the Australian Energy Market Commission. They're the guys who make the rules for our electricity and gas markets. 
This rollout is in all states except Victoria and Western Australia. And it's a kind of free marketeers rollout, or a competitive and contestable rollout where retailers get to decide who gets a smart meter and who doesn't, and they determine this by their so-called market forces. These smart meters are considerably dumber, with fewer services for consumers and for those wanting to manage the energy trilemma. But as the observers of markets will always remind us, a free marketeer's system of rolling out smart meters will always create social and economic unevenness in terms of access and benefits. One of the concerns we have with the contestable model for smart meters is that unlike the Victorian case where you had universal coverage across the whole state, in the contestable model, the retailer really has a lot of say in who gets a smart meter, where and when. Now, if you're a very active consumer, you might hassle your retailer and say, I really want a smart meter. But the retailer might, for various reasons, deem you uneconomic. Um, It's not in their interest to give you a smart meter. And As a result, they'll charge you an exorbitant fee for getting that smart meter. The other thing is that all new and replacement meters have to be smart meters as of December last year. But what we see is accumulation meters have been installed up until very recently. There have been large deployments of older style accumulation meters, even up till 2015, 2016. And those accumulation meters have a long lifespan. Some can last up to about 40 years. So what you're going to get is you've got a market-driven model that already decides who gets a smart – for whom it's economic or uneconomic to give a smart meter to. You have different levels of engagement by consumers. So some may want a smart meter, most probably won't. And then you've got an uneven patchwork of smart meters out there across the state that will need to be changed over time. But what that will mean is that some places will be much more likely to have newer meters than others. The other thing that we're quite concerned about is that the communications technology used for the AEMC smart meter rollout relies on a 3G network. So Yeah, I think it's a 3G network. So where there are problems, where there are mobile phone black spots, for example, those households or those areas will have no incentive themselves to get a smart meter and retailers will have no incentive to provide them with a smart meter. So we're particularly concerned that this is in regional and rural Australia. So you might have these large pockets of non-smart meter enabled areas in in Australia. Under what circumstances are you deemed uneconomic by a retailer? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I think it just depends on what their business model is. So, for example, if you're a electricity consumer who stays on the highest, what we call the standing offer, the retailer probably wants to keep you on that offer rather than enable you to have a whole lot more choice. So you might be deemed not of interest at all. Also, for those people, say people with very low electricity use, the upfront cost of replacing the smart meter, it may be difficult to transfer those costs entirely to a consumer. And so it's not really in the interests of the retailer to promote a smart meter to you. Humans are not very good at being economically rational electricity consumers. In our not-so-distant, robotic future, algorithms might determine for us when and how we use electricity. 
Right, exactly. And this has very much been a recognition by some of the engineers and the economists and the tech startups that I've been talking to as well. And so what, what we see then is this move away from let's inform the consumer or let's send them notifications about the right actions to take and rather let's bypass them altogether. If they're going to be the weak link in a dynamic and efficient and perfect energy market, then take them out of the market, right? We can outsource their agency to third parties and even to technologies, right? So algorithms can make quicker and more accurate and more informed decisions than, than people can. You're listening to 2SCR 107.3 FM in Sydney. We're talking with Sangeetha and Jathan about smart meters and the role of the home in the management of energy in Australia. And in a sec, we'll ask who will benefit most from these new technologies. Smart meters very much benefit what we call prosumers. Um, consumers who are highly active in the marketplace and are actually interested in producing their own energy. So if you have solar panels, for example, if you're going to move towards batteries, you will have to have a smart meter because you need remote communications to be able to run this new technology. And generally, the retail market is very much geared towards attracting consumers who want to buy kit. There's lots of margin for retailers there. So retailers are really going after those consumers. Those consumers can be quite financially literate and technologically savvy. They can shop around and they can actually, we're finding that what we call retail price dispersion, the gap between those paying the highest prices in the retail market and those paying the lowest is heavily influenced by whether or not you have solar. So solar customers tend to be doing very well in the retail, in the competitive retail market. What about some of those other actors though? What about the retailers? What do they have to gain from installing smart meters? So once they install a smart meter, they the smart meter is really just an enabling technology for them to sell you more kit. So if they give you they they're unlikely to go out and sell you a smart meter. So when we interview retailers, they're very clear that it's hard to market a smart meter to someone. But the smart meter becomes one product in a suite of products that they will try to sell you, such as solar PV batteries, moving towards electric vehicles. It depends on where their business model is going, but there's a whole lot of new technology opportunities for which a smart meter is a precondition. But aren't there a series of flow-on financial benefits for other kinds of electricity actors, for instance, um, in terms of reduced labor costs, in terms of harvesting data and selling that on in particular kinds of right. configurations? So we haven't talked about third-party access to data. Currently, the third parties have fairly limited access to the data um, that comes out of smart meters. There's quite strong privacy regulations in place that really limits their ability to access this data. Although third, I won't bother going to that level of detail. But what it also means is that consumers are quite limited in terms of their ability to access that data and give it to third parties particularly third parties that are going to help them to find a lower price. 
So there are some disadvantages to loosening up the privacy regulations, but there's a tension because the more that consumers can consent to third parties accessing their data, the more third parties can put pressure in the marketplace on retailers to provide more cost-effective options, tariffs to consumers. So third parties do wait in the wings. It's not just, there are third parties such as energy service providers that might be able to go in and look at your overall household energy use. You might have a pool with an expensive pool pump. They could look at your air conditioning use and they could develop an entire energy package that helps you save money over time. In Australia, we have quite strict regulations that limit the sharing and selling of data about your electricity usage. In theory, though, the data collected from your smart meter might be used to try to encourage you to use your electricity in more economically rational ways. With these smart meters, we now have all of this data. We have this constant stream of really valuable data about how people are using electricity. And now we can do a bunch of things with that data. So it's opening up markets towards things like energy management services, where a company says, we're going to offer you a data portal, for example, and then provide you with recommendations so that your energy bill is the lowest it can be because you're using data in a really efficient and way and in a way that adheres to kind of market supply and demand because people don't tend to think about their electricity use. They say, I just want to use my electricity when I want to use it and I want it to be available to be used. I mean, I don't want to think about my electricity bill until it comes. <laughs> and so with these companies, they're looking at smart meters as an opportunity to kind of create a different kind of energy consumer you know, what some people have called a smart end consumer or a smart consumer, but really an energy consumer that is not only uh, well-informed and well-equipped with the right technology, but then uses that information to change the way that they behave. And in addition to these energy management services, you know, maybe providing a, a data visualization portal or something like that, they then might also provide text message recommendations to say, hey, electricity is really expensive right now, so don't turn on your washing machine um, or your dryer and wait for a couple hours, and then we'll let you know when the price dips and it'll be cheaper to wash and dry your clothes at that time. In the future, an algorithm might tell you when to wash your clothes or turn on your pool pump. If we don't have robots to do it all for us anyway. been listening to City Road Podcast on 2SCR 107.3 FM in Sydney. Subscribe to the show and find more episodes at cityroadpod.org.